Welcome to DLI FLC's new podcast we're calling DLI Lingo. We're doing a six-part series called Oh, the Places You Can Go with DLI. We'll be showcasing places DLI alumni have gone and things they've done since they graduated. Obviously, we want to talk about what language learning can do for your future, but mostly, this is a message of hope for our students. They're learning languages at an extremely fast pace, and it can be pretty stressful for them. So this is what we have to say to you, DLI student drinking water from a fire hose. The language might not all make sense now. You might feel like you're drowning, but you're not alone. These are stories about people who felt like they were drowning too, but they kept at it and went on to have fantastic experiences, both in the military and after. If you keep pushing through, that could be you too. So don't give up. We're rooting for you. I, um, I didn't graduate from here so very long ago. It was, uh, it was only uh, 50 years. That's Tom Chesno speaking to a crowd of Persian Farsi students. He, Michael Sherman, Michael Room, and Don Huntington all met up in Monterey to visit their old stomping grounds and relive their storied past. Chesno started his linguistics career at DLI-FLC in 1968 when he joined the Army and was placed in a then-obscure language called Persian Farsi. Well, first off, in my 37th week of a 47-week class, um, our class had six students in it. We were all in the Army. We were in 37 weeks here, and there was a thing going on that the United States was involved in, and it was called the Vietnam War. In week 37 of Persian class, we got our orders. And our orders told us that upon graduation, we would report to Fort Devens, Massachusetts. Uh, it was in Air, Massachusetts. We were going to be taught how to be traffic analyst, was a skill in the intelligence community. And then they also were nice enough to provide follow-on orders. If you kept reading, we were all then going to Vietnam. Um, there's not too many Vietnamese people who, who uh, speak while they were training the students in Persian Farsi, they didn't really have a big use for them at that time. Chesno has a theory about that. Probably one of the reasons for that was the fact that Iran was an ally. Uh, the presidents of the United States had close alliances, close allegiances with the Shah, and uh, the Shah was, was an ally. Uh, we were supplying him arms. Uh, we were supplying him military training. Uh, we were telling him to put the 64th Division in Rezaie. We were telling him to put the 92nd Armored Division in Afaz and, and uh, what he should be doing with each of his units. I went to Vietnam, came back, and they, they sent me to Fort Meade. Uh, there were no billets. Uh, that existed at Fort Meade for Persian linguists. See, Chesno didn't think he'd be doing anything with this Farsi training. But in 1971, Iran threw a huge celebration to commemorate the 2,500th year of the foundation of Imperial State of Iran. President Nixon sent his vice president, Spiro Agnew, in his stead. That's when Chesno was unearthed to work on translating. Um, I was working, until they found me a job, I was working as the mailroom clerk. Somehow they found out that I, I might know a little bit of Persian and I was sent over to the NSA buildings 
and told that uh, we only have one person. So uh, for the next three days, 24 hours a day, you're in charge of listening to all the Iran uh, information that we're able to get. So that was my introduction back into Persian. And with that callback, Chesno began his 50-year career as a linguist. My colleagues, who are much younger than me, they graduated more recently than I did. They graduated 40 years ago from here. It was 10 years after Chesno had graduated that Airmen Huntington, Sherman, and Room stumbled into Persian Farsi at DLI-FLC. Here's Huntington telling how he got into Persian Farsi. I went to the recruiter, I remember, in 1977. I wanted to be an air traffic controller. And being the good recruiter he was, he said, uh, hey, when you go take your physical, why don't you take this language test, see if you have an aptitude. And you probably can guess what happened. I passed that test, and they didn't have any openings for air traffic controllers. So the fastest six weeks of your life, that's what basic training was uh, called back in 1977. And five weeks later of basic training, I found out I was assigned Persian Farsi, and I was clueless. I called my dad. He said, I think that's Iran. And... I ended up here. Go figure. Here's Sherman talking about his experience in joining the Air Force. Uh, I was 18. I was the young one in this group. My story of recruitment is very much like Don's. I, I went into the Air Force to become an air traffic controller, which is all I wanted to be. And the guys uh, at the recruiting office in Jackson, Mississippi, said, you tested really well on the entrance exam. Why don't you come take this language test? I went, I hate foreign languages. <laughs> I hated French in high school. Why would I want? Just take the test and see how you do so anybody that scores above 95, I think, on that test, they try to talk you into going to language school. I said, I just want to be an air traffic controller. I don't you wanted to be a lifer. Yeah, that was I don't plan want to be, yeah, I don't want to do foreign languages. Well, look, this is May. We can get you in as an air traffic controller if you'll wait till October. They're making all this up, of course, right, to get me to be a linguist. Uh, we can't let you get in until October. And if you go in in May, you'll get your first strike yeah. when basic training is over. Oh, man, sign me. Where do I sign? So here I go, signing up to be a linguist. And uh, after boot camp, we come here. We get here. We check in, like Mike was telling you, and the whole conversation with you. This was on July the 8th. It was 53 degrees here. We left 105. It was 53 when we got here. Um, and the whole conversation started about Farsi, Iran, Persian, didn't know any of those words. Room's experience in joining ended up being one of the best things that could have happened to him. When I first went into the Air Force, I had a less than stellar beginning at the university. I had majored in beer, and uh, I think my first semester I had a .66 GPA. You know, my parents actually, I'd grown up in an Air Force family, my father was a pilot. They sent a letter to their Air Force recruiter, and he was the one who actually called me and said, hey, why don't you come in and talk to us? I was playing drums in a terrible uh, rock band playing high school dances, and working as a chimney sweep. I mean, my future was bright, but uh, uh, it was n nothing what I anticipated, like what this gave me. Their time at DLI was considerably different than how things are now. And let's be honest, that's a good thing. I, I was impressed when I was looking at what I saw today, the guys in the 31st week, and 
everything we did, the, all the vocabulary was all military, completely military. We had one chapter that was about that, Hachameni Shi and Tafsi Jamshid. That was our entire exposure to the culture of Iran at the time. There used to be an Achaemenian dynasty, and, and there was a place called Persepolis, and that's all we knew outside of what's an altimeter, what's a beachhead. Um, we were fortunate that our teacher, being brand new, she made us talk, because at the time they discouraged you from talking. They just wanted you to be able to understand and translate. And okay. there were uh, four classrooms for the entire Farsi department. And we, when we were there, we lost two. We started with seven. Mm -hmm. And there were five, Security op clearances, not five officers field. across the hall. And we were in the entire Persian language department at the time. And at the time, the school graduated two classes a year. So you're talking 12 people, 12, 14 people a year graduated in Farsi. There were almost more teachers than there were mm -hmm. students at the yeah, time. Yeah, almost. And, uh, we had no idea what to expect. The first day we showed up for class, they gave us this giant reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder, which we had to take to our room. Does anybody know what a reel-to-reel -reel tape recorder is? I've seen them in the yeah, movies. Yeah, they're like this big, and, you got, and they would hand you this giant stack of tapes that you would have to sit there and listen to in your room and, uh, for hours, and it was horrible. And it was mostly military um, vocabulary. Yeah. Tupchane is the only one I remember. We used to <laughs> what does that mean? Artillery, right? I didn't know it and I didn't remember what we, it meant. We would have to explain, our teacher was a brand new Farsi teacher. And first we, ours was our first, first class. class she'd ever taught. And we were like, when we showed up here, we showed up the first sergeant at, at the squadron. It was just a squadron at the time for the Air Force. And he said, you guys are studying Farsi. No, he said, that's wrong. He said, that no enlisted people take Farsi. Um, it doesn't happen. And this is the first time we learned we were studying Farsi and we were... We didn't know what Farsi was. We didn't know what it was. They, they said, you, anybody know where the language is? And we were like, Iran? Um, you said Iran. I said, I mean, Iran. where's the Iran? Fortunately, despite the difficulties in the beginning, the three of them graduated in 1978 from DLI-FLC, and they were sent to Fort Meade. Ten years after that, as I'm in the job for about ten years, um, I got the, a motley crew of uh, airmen showed up. It was... Uh, <laughs> just out of school. They had graduated from here in the year 1978, uh, and they were sent to us uh, at, uh, at Fort Meade. And the whole Iranian effort at the time was like seven people, something like that, for the entire country, for all, for the entire military. We're talking about the gendarmerie, the, the police, the army, the Air Force, the Navy. In retrospect, Room says they soon learned they didn't know anything, and they were about to go through a trial by fire.